Hello Rebels, I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed and you're listening to a free audio-only recording of my weekly Wednesday night show, The Gun Show. Tonight my guest is someone you probably already know, it's Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. Some of you may know her as a Christian broadcaster, but she's a YouTuber and she was a recent PPC candidate in the last federal election and she is going to tell us her harrowing tale of court censorship after she told the story of a British Columbia father who is being persecuted because he tried to prevent his child's mother and the state from medically transitioning and sterilizing his minor child. You're not going to believe it. And Laura Lynn and I are going to have to be very careful in our conversation to make sure that we don't violate any more publication bans while telling you the truth of what's going on here. Now, you're going to like listening to the show. I promise you that. But you'll also love watching it. And in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to something we used to call premium content. But now that we've launched our new website, we call it Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-form TV-style shows here on Rebel News. Subscribers get access to my show as well as other great TV-style shows like Ezra's Nightly Ezra Levant Show and David Menzies' fun Friday night show, Rebel Roundup. It's only 8 bucks a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for our podcast listeners, you can save an extra 10% on a new premium membership. Remember, we're calling that Rebel News Plus now by using the coupon code podcast when you subscribe. Just go to premium.rebelnews.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support the Rebel without ever having to spend a dime. And now please enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. A father is prohibited from speaking out about his child being medically sterilized against his wishes. And then, citizen journalists were censored for reporting on this story. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're watching The Gun Show. in BC gagged a father, a man I cannot name, thus preventing him from speaking out against his fight to stop his 15-year-old daughter from being medically transitioned to a boy. The judge prevented the dad from naming his child and naming any of the doctors treating the child. The judge also directed the father to refer to his daughter by her preferred male name and male pronouns and told the father not to speak to any media. But it was even worse than that. The father was initially even prevented from speaking about what was happening to his child to his close personal friends in confidence. When this dad referred to his child by female pronouns, he was convicted of family violence. I know it's utterly unbelievable. This father, though, continues to speak out at great personal peril. And he spoke to Vancouver-based broadcaster Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson about his case. And then the police showed up at Laura Lynn's door to compel her to attend court because 
she was now breaching a judge's order after the father in the interview he did with Lurlin identified himself and referred to his child by her female name and pronouns. I know this is such a crazy story. It's very hard to believe. A citizen journalist beckoned by police before a judge and then censored. So joining me tonight in an interview we recorded yesterday afternoon is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. now from her home in Vancouver is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. Laura, I'm just going to let you tell the story because you know exactly what can be said and what can't be said because you were threatened by a judge. Um, Let's start at the very beginning. Uh, Let's start with this father's story of what's going on. And we can't name names because we can't name the dad because that'll identify the child. And apparently we can't even name the um, maniacal doctors involved in any of this. But let's go back to the very beginning. Okay. Thank you so much, Sheila. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for uh, having me on your program again. I always love being here. It is a very serious situation. So here in Canada, what we have, we have a father who has been betrayed by the schools, by the medical uh, practitioners in our nation, by the activist medical practitioners, by lawyers, activist lawyers, activist judges. So he's in a situation where his daughter comes to him and says that um, that she would like to transition, and he uh, is not happy about it. How uh, old so is the child? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. At this time, you. absolutely. So at this time, the daughter is 14 years old. She... Uh, The father finds out because her name is in the school yearbook as a different name under a boy's name. Now, I wouldn't even know that boy's name uh, that she goes by now if uh, a a lawyer who's supposed to be protecting this young lady didn't tell the RCMP the other night who they sent to my door. This is Soviet-style stuff going down. RCMP sent to my door. Um, and then tracking me down in the community. But let's go back. Yeah. So so the father finds out his daughter wants to be a boy. She's listed as a different name in the, um, in the yearbook, and he gets upset. The mom and the dad who were separated, um, uh, possibly divorced you know, during this whole situation, they end up heading off to the doctor because, of course, if your daughter's going through this, you want to, you know, go see a doctor. The um, Well, and first of all, the school counselors basically were all part of this. Nobody letting the parents know what's going on. This is the school situation we have here in British Columbia and, um, you know, which is coming together across Canada, that this is the new rule, protect children from parents. So this young, precious girl um, is now, you know, everyone's kind of with knowledge, so they go to a doctor. Well, this doctor, within just a very short period of time, assures her that she is transgender. Let's be clear here. The father has already stated that this precious young girl had a couple of uh, high school crushes on male teachers. So she has heterosexual tendencies. She goes to this doctor 
and says, you know, what she's been going through. And he says, oh, yeah, you're definitely um, gender dysphoric and, you know, you're transgender. And this is going to be a really good thing. So he recommends her on to Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital has a very fast follow-up visit with her one visit. By the end of this two-hour visit, Children's Hospital recommends they start that very day on testosterone. So the mom freaks out. And so hang said, on, let's just, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is sure. so astounding. After a two-hour visit, they've decided that is that it's in the best interest of this girl that they've never seen before, except for this two hours, that they need to medically sterilize her for the rest of That's her right. life. Sorry. Yes, and give it's her a so, beard. It's, it's uh, unbelievable. And anyway, cause, go on. Cause all of these, um, there are a lot of side effects from these mm-hmm. drugs. Your bone yeah. density changes, your privates, every, everything begins to recalculate, recalculate. Yeah. You have a beard. When you are a young lady, I just watched an interview yesterday with a, uh, another young woman who changed to, you know, thought she wanted to be a boy, started all of that. Her voice changed to a deep voice. She began to grow a beard. Then she changed her mind, which is happening in record numbers, detransitioning. That is what's happening because, of course, you realize within a short period of time, oh, yeah, okay, I thought that would be fun and, you know, it's a new fad, but, yeah, that was bad. I'm going to go back. But this new fad, this new fad brings all of these ramifications, Sheila. So we've we've gone to the doctor now. We've recommended testosterone what happens next right the mom freaks out she uh and the dad decide you know she gives a call and he says no way are you gonna no don't put her on testosterone no what what no leave the hospital so they leave and uh within no time at all the doctors and everybody convince the mom listen you know this is what happens is uh you know kids commit suicide uh you you know you've got you've got to help this girl you've got to you know do what she wants to do And so within no time at all, um, the mom is kind of like, oh, but the dad, you know, remains solid. No, she's she's 14. She can't have a glass of wine. She can't get a tattoo. She certainly can't get married and she can't drive. How is she supposed to be deciding she wants to be a different gender? And by the way, is everyone forgetting she had a crush, you know, on a couple of male teachers? She's you know, this is like this is normal. What, what are we turning into, you know, turning her into a, uh, you know, into a, a boy for? And uh, the first doctor that they went to see, he actually said this to, to the father and the daughter. Well, she's gay. What? So, so we're going to turn her into a boy so she can have gay attractions. But she's a girl with heterosexual attractions in, in reality. This is so upside down and messed up, Sheila. This is what we knew would happen when we started fighting Soji, when we started fighting the sex activist curriculum a couple of years ago. This is what we knew. So after this, Sheila, it gets much worse because no one protects this girl. Not the school, not the doctors. Then they start getting into court. Then we have an activist judge who is an LGBTQ um, you know, pro this, pro that, uh, you know, she should have been recused from the case. She did not recuse herself and she should have. Then we have an activist lawyer, Barbara Finley, calls herself a whole bunch of 
uh, terrible names, uh, but basically says she's a lesbian lawyer and uh, she is committed to all things LGBTQ and to helping this uh, young person to transition. And well, so, and sorry to interrupt you, but that's yeah. fine if that's what you want to do. These are children. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one sticking point in all of this. She's 14. It really is. She's I 14. Have... I don't care how grown-ups live their life. I live my life a certain way. This is a free country. Get nuts. But these are children. And what's happening to these children is permanent. And it's happening within 120 minutes of meeting them. And that's the most appalling part. And I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, but this no, is just so crazy. Just keep interrupting. It's, <laughs> these are the conversations I'm having all over the place with yeah. women like yourself, with, with dads. Do you know women are more, seeming to be more prone to be all like feely, oh, uh, well, if that, you know, if they feel they're transgender, we, you know, when men in this nation, I'm finding men are like, what? No. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. It's a, that's for another day. But this interesting thing where men are more standing up against this than women. Women are, like, confused. Like, they're so nurturing. They don't know what's right. But I love your point. You see, I'm on now this case with transgender Jen Smith. So um, I... I completely accept people if they want to be transgender. I remember Morgan Ogre and I going out for dinner. I had a great dinner for six hours with Morgane. I'm okay with him doing whatever he wants to do, but I am not okay. I am not okay with people messing with our kids. You want to cut your thing off and call yourself a woman? It's okay with me. Live, live your dream. This is Canada. We're not in Iraq or Syria, you know, or North Korea. We get to live however we want, but our children are precious. Children are to be protected by a society, and we have failed on every level. And at, at ground zero of transitioning, British Columbia, we are failing even worse. So now this ends up in the court system because the dad and the mom end up fighting over what's best for the child. Is that what happens? Yes, they do. They well, it's actually, actually, it's the daughter versus mom and dad. Oh, so A B versus C D and E F. These are all the initials that we're trying to, you know. And the judge did not have a non-redacted copy the other day of who all the players are, and he was so annoyed <laughs> because. <laughs> Because he didn't, like, who, how do we know who IJ is? And, you know, yeah. he doesn't know. And, and he's like, I'm the judge. I always have to have a really good solid, you know, I have to have a solid thing about who everybody is. So it was pretty funny. Um, so they do end up uh, a while ago last year in front of a couple of judges, uh, Justice uh, Bowden and uh, Justice Mazzari. So orders were made um, by the different judges at different times. But Orders were made that this father was uh, not to speak publicly or privately about this. So how do you compel someone not to speak privately to your friends? Like, what kind of order is that? And what was the consequence if he spoke publicly or privately? That he would be arrested without warrant. What? Next order. That... Um, that this father was compelled, we talk about compelled speech, right? He's compelled to call his daughter his son. 
and only by male pronouns. So he is court ordered to, to speak lies. He's court ordered to speak lies. This is why everyone's losing respect for the courts. When it gets to the place in society that judges are ordering people to tell lies or face, you know, being in contempt of court, what is that, jail, fines? We don't even know. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> and, so, and so this is the place that he was at. So the other day uh, when I was uh, with the father and he referred to his daughter as his daughter, he, he did get reprimanded. I believe that um, everyone is um, being assimilated to the Borg until we really have these conversations that help us all to figure it out. And I have tremendous respect for the judge that we're in front of, by the way, right now. He was upholding uh, an order that has been made by um, activist judges. He is upholding orders that I believe are unlawful in this nation. And also, between myself and uh, Jen Smith, I don't know if he, how he referred to uh, the young person, but I called her by her female pronouns and referred to her as the daughter. And there was no reprimand for me. It appears mm. that this order has been made to the father, but it needs to be turned over. So here we are in a position where the dads had it. I mean, now, um, you know, there is probably sterility already. So she's 15. Now there's no opportunity for grandchildren. She's growing a beard. All of this stuff's happening. And what? Where, where are we in, in, in all of this? This is okay. All of society is supposed to be silent. All of society is now supposed to be quiet, Sheila, on these doctors and on what SOGI, sexual orientation and gender identity, has brought into our schools and allowed teachers to be indoctrinated and forced, really, to comply and, and go along with this narrative that gender fluidity is the new thing. And it is a dark place in our society. So... The doc, so sorry, the you guys are not you, you're not even part of what's happening yet. The courts uh, have made an order that the dad ha must refer to his daughter now as his son, has to use the male name, cannot use the female pronouns, nor can the dad talk about what is happening to his family. Basically, the courts have now taken control of his family, decided that he is committing, I think they used family violence. Family if, violence. If he uses these pronouns and he can go to jail and he doesn't even have the recourse to go to the media or to, even to find comfort and consolation in discussing with his friends what's happen happening to him and his right. family. That's how far this has gone. Yes. But... But the dad won't stay silent. He knows what could happen to him, but he's refusing to stay silent. And that's how you got involved. Am I right? That is how I got involved. And um, they did eventually lift the crazy order that he's not allowed to talk to his friends. Oh, you know what? We'll, we're going to acquiesce. We're going to give you something. Uh, Father, you're allowed to talk to your friends now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's not enough. Um, he's lost. This father is, uh, he's broken. I was talking to him t the other day. He got so emotional on the phone. Like this is taking such a toll. I appealed to the judge 
saying this is a dad let's not let's not all you know get all crazy and, oh he's in contempt you know and what are we gonna do bang 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 you know no 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 this is a father who has lost his daughter and this is a tragedy and so at the heart of this is a a very powerful emotional story and so um, he's now able to speak to friends but of course he decided that he was he was going to tell the story. He went against the publication ban. He was very courageous. And when I, when I heard he was going to do that, I said, I'm with you, Rob. What has happened is a travesty. If this happened to my kid, you couldn't shut me up. You wouldn't be able to stop me. I'd, I'd pay whatever you, you think are the consequences, and I would ask society to join along with me, and I would declare war on this atrocity that is happening, and it is still happening. This very day, I wrote a story on my Facebook page from a, a mom who says that this is, she's like living the nightmare right now. Her daughter wants to be a boy. Why? Because the school has told her she can be. Because the school has indoctrinated her through Soji that her daughter can can change if she wants to. Her daughter's 13 and has decided, well, she wants to be a boy. So this mom is saying, there's no way I'm going to allow that. There's no way this is happening. And, you know, they're going into protective mode. You know, school is becoming a dangerous place to send your kids, Sheila. What has happened? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I mean, it, it's... They've gone from wanting to nurture children in a lot of schools to thinking that they have authority over what happens in everybody else's household. And they treat parents like the adversary, as though that we don't have the best interests of our children at heart. You know, to keep information from parents, especially information about your child struggling with their gender identity, that's dangerous because the school will even admit themselves that for a child to struggle with their gender identity, it does make them more susceptible to suicide. Wouldn't you want the parents to be aware of that? Wouldn't you want the parents to watch for that? Why would you, bl why would you want to blindside parents w by withholding that information and then, God forbid, something happens to their child? Now, this father, and I'm, I very nearly used his name, he does a video with you. And then you end up in the eye of the storm. Yes, I do. And I end up with this. This gigantic binder. This huge amount of information called on short notice, basically, <laughs> to, to show up. You know, like within two days, right? Uh, they, the, the lawyers, the, these activist lawyers, uh, Barbara Finley. Let me tell you something about Barbara Finley. She has proven to be a liar in a court of law because she wrote an affidavit, Barbara Finley, activist, lesbian, Barbara Finley. I have no issue with her being gay. I have every issue with her being immoral, a lying, deceptive person who now is in full communication with this young person who is guiding this young person's whole case as a activist. You see, if someone is to be represented, let's not have activists representing our kids. Let's have a good, um, even-keeled, objective, common-sense lawyer, not an activist. Because what, what Barbara Finley did was she wrote an affidavit, and I, I hold it in my hands. It's very dear because there's an incredible moment in the court. 
as I alluded it, uh, I alluded to it earlier, but she basically did an affidavit and she wrote uh, about an incident where the police attended my home and they gave me the name of this young person. You see, this name is all like everyone's protecting this. There's no reason for anyone outside of the court, including myself. I had never known the name of this young person. This father was so protective of that. He did not tell me the name of his daughter, nor his wife, ex-wife. He didn't reveal those things. They, they are not important. So I get called by the police to meet them because they had already attended my home and I wasn't home. And so they have my cell phone number, give me a call, and they reveal the name. So I did a video, just like you do. I report on what is actually happening. And I'm not going to be shut up just like you, Sheila. Yeah. We face death threats with, you know, this is why a publication ban is on because the doctor says, ooh, like their name came out, they got death threats. I looked at the judge and I said, who hasn't? Who doesn't get death threats in this day? Death threats are illegal. Yeah. Death threats are illegal if you're getting them call the police. Right. Go deal with that person, but you don't right. you don't shut reporters up and citizen journalists up because you're getting death threats. Death threats are illegal. Go file a complaint a police complaint. Yeah. I, I think for people outside of the country to watch this and realize that you had the police show up at your door yeah. because you made a video with the father of this child who has been now effectively mutilated and sterilized by the state. And all he did was tell his story. You had the police show up at your door and now you have to attend court. That's right. Um, and I, the thing was, is I had attended court and they wanted all the videos removed. Well, I was getting to it, Sheila, but I had a very busy weekend. You know, we're all <laughs> busy, right? Yeah. And so like, how was I to get that video down so fast? And you know, so now I'm in full compliance. I just want everyone to know that. Uh, but um, unfortunately, the cat's out of the bag now because um, Australia and New Zealand and Germany and the UK, the USA, um, the Chinese are now putting subtitles onto it. And so it's going worldwide. And with subtitles in different. So what are we to do? Well, I'll just finish up with what Barbara Finley did. She, sure. I, I did the video because it's important. These, these are lying snakes on the other side. We knew it. We've been following it. But now I have proof. And you see, I was handed this information because she writes that in this video, Miss Thompson took delight in the fact that the RCMP officer had disclosed to her the current identity of AB. Well, the camera doesn't lie, Sheila. So I found that place on the video in the middle of the courtroom. In fact, I had already presented. Uh, I got a big clap for my presentation, which um, in the first case, which the judge got very upset with everybody because, you know, <laughs> we had the courtroom full. <laughs> right. And every, everyone's interested. We had to move to a different courtroom in this last court case because all these people are showing up. So um, I... I was listening to Carrie uh, Lindy, the, the lawyer for the father, and um, I was thinking, I was so upset because she's calling into question my, my character. And um, I found the place on the video on my laptop, which was sitting there in the court. I found it. And I said, his lordship, 
I wonder if you would be willing to look at the truth here. Well, it was like, well, where, you know, how will I see it and all that? So I said, just take my laptop. He goes, well, I don't really want to take your laptop. I mean, you know, because we're about to go for a break. I'm like, sir, I got nothing on my laptop. You can't see. You just take, you can look at anything. He goes, well, I'm not going to look at anything. And the courtroom laughed. But he took the laptop. When he got back, he looked at it and, and, and he said, uh, no, I did look. And um, no, she, she wasn't delighted in it. She was serious and earnest because I was upset. Like, why do the RCMP know this person's name? If anyone should be protected in all of this, it's the young person. Yep. But here's the thing, Sheila. All her friends know. Well, what do you know? You know how kids are, right? Yep. They blog, they, they're on social media. All yep. her friends know she's a different name in her yearbook. So, so it, it's, a, it's a concern, and we don't want to cause her any undue um, hardship through all of this. But certainly, the father has revealed himself. Um, the, the doctors need to be revealed because they have acted what I believe is mal in malpractice. There should be a suit coming up here. And if this girl decides in a few years when she has a deep voice and a beard for life and actually thinks, you know what, it, it might have been nice to have kids. I don't know why I went through this phase and I don't know why nobody said anything except my dad, except my dad. I said to the judge, when you have a child that's born, there's something you commit as a mom and a dad. You decide that you are going to protect that child. No matter what happens, you will, you will put yourself in harm's way. You will take a bullet for your child. You will, you will lay down your life if someone tries to hurt, hurt your child. So this dad, he has been her only, the only one speaking out. No one's protected her, not the school, not even her mom. And, and I, I, I don't know that situation. I, I don't. I, it must be so hard, but the lawyers haven't protected her. The medical establishment have acted in error and all of it's bad. All yeah. of it is bad. Well, and I guess at the end of the day, the moral of the story is the more they tried to do this in darkness. And when I say they, I, I mean the court system. I mean, the judge judges the lawyers, the activist doctors, um, the school, the more they tried to do this in darkness, the more light was shone on them. And it, the perfect example of this is them trying to censor you and censor the dad. Now what was a Canadian story with probably a little bit of interest in the United States has become an international story. Um, you know, it's published in the Federalist now. Your video is subtitled into dozens of languages now um, as a warning to others, but it also should serve as a warning to those who seek to censor. The more you try to censor, the more that we will amplify our voices and we're forming networks of people who will help us to do that. Yeah, you know, it's there, there's something called the Streisand effect. You bet. And, uh, yeah. Barbara Streisand, right? She, she tried to shut down. I don't know if it was where she lived or how much she paid yeah, for her own. Where or she whatever. lived, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and because she tried to keep that quiet, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you know where she is? She's on the corner right over there. Yeah. Let's have buses go there and see it now." <laughs> you know. So so this is what happens, right? Um, and 
and it is unstoppable because it's gripping the heart. Um, I have people nonstop um, writing to me. So now it's going to go bigger because um, lawyers are getting involved. They're calling. They're saying, we'll help. Um, what can we do? How do we move forward? So here's the thing. We have, uh, you know, I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. There, like, there's been this um, a story that has been brewing for so long, and I just I can't keep silent on it. But in in Burnaby, there was a male teacher. He was gay, and uh, what he did was he used soji as he was teaching soji to be able to speak very um, sexually to the students. He texted stu uh, students, boy students, of course. Um, so um, inappropriately that he was let go from his job and the people around this story that I'm talking to and I, I'm hoping that they will come forward um, are letting everyone know that what Soji did was create the highway to have a teacher talk about sexually explicit things with minors that teacher was never um, outed or reprimanded publicly or nothing was ever put on him so that he's never in the presence of children ever 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 again no the the school system in burnaby british columbia has covered up what this teacher did and it happened to several kids in two different schools and so we have a problem we have a problem where our society is failing our younger generation and our silence is failing all of society and all of Canada, our silence as parents, as uh, people who do report, and that's not you and me, Sheila, but no. you know, the media is not on this. We've sent yeah. out press releases. Um, we had one guy from The Sun, thankfully, do a story. We didn't see him again. I bet he's not allowed to report on this. I don't know. Nobody wants yeah. to talk about it. The transgenderfication of our nation and everyone's silent, giving uh, perverts and pedophile teachers opportunity to text young boys inappropriate questions why well because we're talking about so many inappropriate overly sexualized things in soji sexual orientation and gender identity yeah. and we have people like morgan ogre putting it all out there we have activist lawyers being totally involved in this like barbara finley her and you know the former uh, president of the bctf all implementing this as much as they can. They know that they've got, you know, and the, the gender bathrooms, there have been issues of kids taking pictures, okay, in, in the girls' bathrooms, leaving their cell phone in a bathroom to try to get pictures of a, a, of a young person having a private moment to go to the bathroom. Where's the information on this? No, stop, stop it. Girls and boys are different. Stop telling our children that they're gender fluid. Stop um, indoctrinating a nation with such politically correct garbage that we're all like deer in the headlights and we can't speak. I'm done with it, Sheila. I'm going to the mats on this. I am going to the mats. I am getting lawyers. I am going to fight this at every level until that sexual orientation and gender identity is out of our schools. I don't think it belongs there. For God's sakes, teach them math and, and English and history. Teach them things they need to know. Do not talk to our kindergartners about being gender fluid. They're not even thinking about sex at that point. You know, we have just, we've got pedophilia coming in because we, we just don't know how to really make a stand anymore. What has happened? It's like a, a slow, you know, it's like the frog. 
right? That's mm -hmm. in the boiling water that's not boiling yet. The, the water's heating up and we're all like, la, 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 till suddenly the water is boiling and we're all dying. And our yeah. children are the victims of it. I'm done with it. And I declare war on it. I want to see Soji out of every school in Canada. This should become the darkest point in our history where we started mutilating our young people, removing healthy breasts, changing their, you know, uh, their penises um, into makeshift vaginas. You know, later in the teens, this can begin to be done. It's enough. Stop it. You're ruining lives. And it's crazy. And we don't buy it. So don't teach our kids that. Laura, what's next for you? I mean, you have this sort of ongoing battle with this one case. Um, how can people find what you're doing and see what's next on uh, Laura Lynn's radar? Right. A good way is, in case I get knocked off of Facebook or Twitter, is my website, lauralynn.tv. So lauralynn.tv is my website. Um, next for me is a huge battle. That is not going to stop now. I don't know exactly how it happens, but sometimes the, the cosmos align. And I, I believe that God is more upset by everything that's happened than even we are. And I believe that there's been such a, a like a puzzle of, of things that have come together with calling me and Jen Smith into the court. Jen Smith and I talked for uh, you know, a year and a half on stages across uh, BC and, you know, told everybody about what's happening. We are prepared for this battle. And all of a sudden, they call us to court to try to shut us up. They Good should luck. have done some research. <laughs> yeah. Like, they called the wrong people. And now we're yeah. there. And this, uh, you know, Justice Taman, um, he is abiding by the law. He gave me a, you know, a good, uh, you know, he, he told me, like, you're in violation. You take that down. And I believe you know that, <laughs> you know, and, and he's after me, but he's fair and he's listening yeah. and somebody, we need a hero. We need somebody to be a hero in this nation. And I pray that this judge is willing to hear all the evidence and to do something important. We will find all the people that will be heroes. We've had enough. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to, I told him, sir, your Lordship. I'll be talking for a long time on this. I will try to do my best to not be in violation of court orders, but at the point where they compel speech, at the point where they think that they can let doctors away with keep doing this to kids, I just can't be quiet and I won't be. And I do pray that everybody will join with me. We have a Go Get Funding page now. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. I'm doing updates all the time, videos all the time. And we're going to let everybody know it is time to end the silence. Well, Lorlin, um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like they, they dragged um, the wrong person in front of the court if they expected someone to stand up and be quiet. Uh, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I, I just think yeah. it's kind of charming and funny. Um, Lorlin, keep up the good work. Keep up the fight. Um, and we'll check in in case there are any changes or movement in the cases as they go forward. I will let you know. Great. I will let thank you know, you. Sheila, and I thank you for what you do. Thank Take you. Care. Let me just say, being polite 
it's a good thing. But being compelled by the state with threat of imprisonment to be polite, well, that's another thing altogether, isn't it? This is the compelled speech conservatives have tried to warn you about, that people would face criminal convictions for not using the right pronouns. This father has been through so much with what is happening to his child and the actions of the doctors involved. And the state is compounding his suffering by trying to force his silence so that the state can damage his child with impunity. Canadian law, though, cannot censor the world. And the Streisand effect, it's very real. Laura Lynn's video is going viral. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see everybody back in the studio at the same time next week. And remember... Don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think. <laughs>